0: and welcome to our podcast almost real an honest talk about life between two friends i'm josh this is camilla hi hi everyone so without getting too much into it uh hellos are done let's let's hop in let's talk about topics of the day camilla do you want to go first with your topic of the day
1: of course um because my topic is amazing it's about self-esteem I've recently realized that I have a very low self-esteem and it just doesn't let me do things. And I basically came up with a thought that if I take like tiny steps in doing things, that would just automatically help me with the self-esteem as well, because like it blocks doing stuff. And if I do tiny steps towards the things that I want to do, Self esteem would also grow, but it's hard. And uh, I think not a lot of people really talk about it and not a lot of people realize that, but it is real and it's not procrastination.
0: So, you mean like self esteem in regards to like doing work or like working on yourself? What do you, what can you, can you define this a little bit more?
1: But anything, basically, how you feel about yourself in this world. I think it's like, A number of things, a set of things, like the way you feel, how you look, how you present yourself, your work, your relationships with everyone, like your family, your friends, if you have them, like what you do in general in your life. What are the
0: things here that you feel like you're struggling with for self-esteem? Or is that too deeply personal (laughs) at this stage? It is only episode one
1: right into it and I am the first one to do that of
0: course I can go you know what hey you know what it's unfair I, I threw you I threw you to the wolves i uh, I pushed you into the lions den I will uh I can share you know I also this is something I also struggle with is feeling insecure and low self-esteem and all these sort of things and uh yeah having having like recently lost my job and still questioning like that whole thing, um because so a part of me is wondering how oh, was it was it me i know it wasn't there was a lot of different contributing factors but there's a difference between like knowing something and knowing something right the head knows it; the heart doesn't quite yet there's a there's a brain brain heart disconnect so yeah and definitely like with how i appear and I mean, I'm not in my 20s anymore and I'm getting older and body's changing in ways I don't want to change. And there's there's something to be said about, you know, I think we spend so much time comparing ourselves to others and going, this person has this. This person, you know, looks like this. They, they have this life, this perfect life. I mean, social media, all that is, is showing everyone how great and amazing your life is whereas what we experience is not always positive and what those people on social media are also not experiencing all positivity all the time everyone gets diarrhea is a good expression that's true yeah i mean everyone's had diarrhea everyone's had uh you know rolled on the floor in incredible amounts of pain
1: because they've eaten some bad food some bad shrimp I mean, the whole new world opens up when you have a baby and they bring a stomach bug into the house. Yeah, you kind of have to deal with your baby struggling with it. You need to help and reassure them that everything's fine, while you at the same time feel like shit as well. <laughs> so. See, that's a level I haven't had to put up with. Uh, i become the biggest baby.
0: Though, I do want to finish with my point. My point being that... Comparing yourself to others, and it's something I do quite often, really is, I mean, as that saying, right, comparison is the thief of happiness. Mm-hmm. By trying to live to the expectations that we put on other people and the perceived happiness and the perceived, you know, success that they have, it's just what we are seeing. It is one facet. Uh, it is one side of the coin. And there's many sides to a coin. Two. There's two sides to a coin. So anyway, yes, I also struggle with insecurities, and I have to be reminding myself that you know everyone is insecure about something. Everyone has you know maybe low self esteem about certain parts or things in their life or about themselves. Everyone is on a journey of discovery all the time, and uh, that helps me in my head in my heart not but i'm working on it
1: right it's a hard thing um i'll i've recently looked uh i was scrolling through instagram and i saw or linkedin well any social media basically i think linkedin it was yeah linkedin
0: you're (laughs) scrolling through linkedin
1: yeah i do scroll through i do I do, yeah. Oh. Wow. Sometimes I catch myself doing it and I'm like, "What? why am I doing this? Like, why? Anyway, I, I do this. I was doing this business development for one of the companies here. And I was also doing a lot of sales things. And I was subscribed to a lot of, like, sales gurus. And they mainly post on LinkedIn. Um, and the whole... I actually hate it and I have unsubscribed from all of them. But anyway, that's where you, I I got all the information, but that was not the point. Uh, The point was that um, I saw all my um, classmates, they're all really successful. At least you kind of can see like clear career paths in their profiles. and you can't see one in mine.
0: Yeah, because uh, someone's not going to lie about their career trajectory on a social media site designed for careers. I mean, you look at my career path on LinkedIn and you're like, wow, it's amazing. Anyway, I digress.
1: No, that's fine. And and, and yeah, I felt like shit. I was like, oh no, they're all super successful. I also struggled a lot and still struggle actually. I've set some... Um, aim some goals for myself when I was, I don't know, 15, 16, and I kind of decided that as my parents, they always ran business themselves. And as you do business, you always look for investors or just for people who can, uh, who can help you grow. And um, I was like, okay, the moment I reached like 20, my 20s, like 23 tops I have to be the sponsor of my parents' business. I should buy them a car and I should buy them a house. Well, saying that I I can't do that even now <laughs> is to say nothing.
0: There is something to, like, comparing yourself to the previous generation or generations. There were a lot of different circumstances that allowed the previous
1: generations to be more successful than we
0: are now.
1: Although I should say that we do have more opportunities and there are some things that are easier to achieve nowadays, basically with internet and social media, and you can reach out to people who you could never reach out to if you didn't have that. And like, I don't know, maybe we're not really using it enough.
0: I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm going to challenge you on that because while I will agree that we are much more interconnected now because of the internet, because of all the opportunities, and there's some very clever people out there who have used this uh, to start careers and jobs, and it's very admirable, and again, we want to compare ourselves to them and be like, oh, they're our age, and they you know, started Facebook, or (laughs) they've done this, 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 and this. Why can't I do that? And I think there's a lot of loss of happiness in chasing after the dreams that others have already accomplished.
1: But you said a, a very, like, interesting thought that people are chasing dreams. Well, first of all, of others, and sometimes that have already been achieved. So like, it's like inventing a bicycle again. Yeah. Why would you?
0: Well, I mean, you can invent a better bicycle. I'm not saying don't innovate and create, but to to just simply want to be like, I want to do this thing because it has been profitable to this one person without changing how you're going to do it or adding your own unique spin to it. And where I'm going with this is... Um, If you're if you're not, you know, innovating, if you're not creating, if you're not changing or making something unique to you, I don't think there's going to be a lot of perceived value. You might be able to ride coattails, right? You might be successful riding coattails as well. But it's going to be harder, I think. Also, just to kind of add to that. How often do you feel like because that person is being successful and they're winning at something, I must be losing?
1: I thought about this as well. And I actually, it's very weird because I also get very frustrating feelings because I'm very happy for them. I really like that people are successful. It's great. That means that they achieved something they wanted or at least they kind of have some stability that they wanted. And most of them are in lovely different countries. And one of them actually started a business, uh, which is amazing. And, and, um, yeah. And at the same time, I feel very sad for myself that I'm not as successful. So I'm like, Ugh. but am I losing something? I don't know. Not really.
0: I find it difficult sometimes to. Be supportive and happy for people in their success. Really? Why? It's something, it is something that I struggle with. I'm, I'm, I do my best to be, to be supportive and to, to be like, this, this is amazing. This is so great for you. But there is a part of me, it's not a part I'm proud of, it's not a part that I think is good. Uh, there is a part of me, though, that does does feel like maybe a bit of jealousy or maybe a bit of like envy. I I would like to also have what you have. I'd also like to to be doing this cool thing. Sometimes, yeah, I do have that that envy, but it is it is it is a struggle within myself to to correct course correct because I don't want to be that person who looks at other people. And sees their successes and goes, mm, well, why not me? Why didn't we? It's important to think about the things that you have been successful with. Like, what are your successes? What are your wins? Camilla, go. Five things that you've succeeded in your life right now, putting you on the spot.
1: Well, that's hard. Um, I have great friends. One, I have great family. Two, I already have a baby. That's kind of cool. Is that, is that still two or is that? It's two. I, well, I mean. Having a baby I think is three. Although yeah, that's true. She's a whole, whole, whole new world. Yeah. I moved a lot. So I lived in different places, different cities. I think that's cool. Four. And five. I feel like I'm, like if I'm around people, people feel good. So I usually help people feel better. I'm a very empathetic person and like if I see someone struggling with something, I feel like I can help them just feel a little bit better. Maybe like not until the rest of their lives, but at least for like a tiny bit. And now you! My turn. Five things I've
0: accomplished. My Five successes. Uh, I lived in a foreign country for like eight years and I survived there without speaking the language. In said foreign country, uh, I helped start an improv group. I designed curriculum and lessons. Uh, We started teaching. I traveled to different improv festivals. I've performed in many different cities in Europe, in Russia, in Canada. I've had the opportunity to do voiceover work. I've been in films. I've been in a film with Pauly Shore and Hayley Duff and John Heater. Is it a good film? No. (laughs) but I can say that. Did I ever meet these people? No. Um, But still, yeah. So I've, and I've done some video games and other voice work. So that's very exciting. I don't know. Is that four now or something? The fifth one will be, uh, I've built a computer. (laughs) I've built several computers now and I enjoy building uh, and putting together uh, computers. And nothing, nothing I've succeeded on being successful in the things I've done, like going through voiceover, performing, all this stuff was years, years and years and years of work.
1: No, I mean, to be f- to be fair, yeah, I also had this kind of idea and dream of becoming a political scientist in Russia and just changing the country for the better, <laughs> which I did not accomplish, sadly. But anyway, um, I mean, it was very cool that I kind of wanted it. I studied it, and then I worked on electoral campaigns in a very hard political situation for independent candidates. It's like, anytime you tell this to other people connected to politics in other countries, they're like, whoa, that's wild. Because in any European country, you don't have this sort of, you can't get this sort of experience. Because it's a bit wild. But it's cool. So... I'm kind of happy I did that while I was very young as well, because it's very hard to do that kind of project work when you have a family. Like I don't really understand how people who had normal families and still participated in that. You just need to abandon your family for this period of life.
0: Yeah, it can also be very dangerous. It can be very, very dangerous work. We've both done some cool things. You've done some really cool stuff. I've done some really cool stuff, and and it's important to keep keep that perspective, right? Yeah, you worked in politics in Russia, yeah, for the opposition party.
1: Did, yeah,
0: yeah, right? Did,
1: yeah? It's it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, there is no opposition party; just opposition candidates. <laughs> what
0: I mean? Well, you know what I mean. You know, there is an opposition party, but it's controlled by the main yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you exactly, worked for them. Exactly, yeah, the that's operator. why I... Because yeah, you, for... you worked yeah. on Navalny's team, right? You were on Team Navalny?
1: I did. It, his team was the... Yeah, it, it was the my first real experience. Yeah. It was the first campaign 2013. He was trying to become a mayor of Moscow. Actually, we did have a chance. But, yeah. I mean, back in these days... it's It was 10 years ago. Can you imagine that? Ten years ago, um, it was it was still possible. It was still possible. Yeah, I think na- now now <laughs> it would have been harder. Because I mean, I remember one of these experiences because I was doing uh, research on electoral campaign. But sometimes I also worked just as a. Um, it's the promoter person who basically is trying to tell people about Navalny, basically. And sometimes we went to the tube to like underground and uh, we would just spread some uh, information there. And I remember this feeling because Russia is a very special country and people do not really smile that much there. But when I went, when you kind of go through the, carriage and you kind of end and you turn around and you see people smiling and I'm like whoa that's cool
0: that's a big thing that's a big
1: accomplishment
0: right that's a that's a big success and that might not exist on your LinkedIn profile or your Instagram page and this is still something that you know you did and something to be proud of an accomplishment
1: I'm actually yeah I'm actually pretty proud well I mean you should be proud of your films
0: (laughs) I mean I've watched them (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean navalny also didn't win so come on
0: i remember when we were doing the filming we did like an initial run uh and filmed like the scenes that they had ready for this animated cartoon thing and it was like a year later came back and filmed the rest and i had completely forgotten the voice i used for the main character i was playing so there's very clearly a part in the film where you're like, oh, his voice is different. <laughs> but yeah. So the the main character I played, the, the bunny had a weird voice stuff, but I also played like almost every other male character in that film. So, and that's not on my LinkedIn profile. It's not on my Instagram page. Yeah. We probably should put this kind of things out. Yes. Yes. And no, I think there is in a world that is so interconnected where everything is commodified and monetized where the act of just you know existing nowadays feels like it has to exist for capitalistic reasons right it has to have a value that is inherently a dollar value i think in a world like that there is some inherent good in keeping little things to yourself that are just for you or for a smaller group of people or sh- things you share more intimately. That being said, this is on a platform where I am speaking to other people as well. So, oh, I mean, I recognize the irony and maybe the hypocrisy in that. But I do I do think that we shouldn't put everything out there because it, it just becomes too much. You don't want to lose yourself into the machine, right?
1: But I think we kind of all already lost ourselves there. I don't know if it's sad or if it's good, but like, it's just a fact. It kind of is like this now.
0: I think it's something inherently psychological about our desire to consume as humans. There's a lot of work being put into how do we make people watch or stay on our app or. Buy these things and this and this and this. It is, it's, it's tough. It was tough out there. There's a lot of really smart people trying to get, trick you into using their app.
1: That's why I couldn't keep up with all those salespeople posting about how to sell stuff because it's just pure manipulation. They're posting it as they have achieved some sort of like, hello, and the gods spoke to me, and now I know. How you should sell, but it's just purest manipulation of p- other people's minds and tr- tricking them into buying things.
0: And at the end of the day, isn't that exactly what social media is? Just <laughs> manipulation. Why I think that, yeah, we should keep some things to ourselves. And speaking of keeping some things to ourselves, I think it's time for us to end this episode. So thank you so much, Camilla, and thank you so much for everyone listening out there. We'll be back next week with another episode of Almost Real. Thank you so much.
1: Bye. Bye.